All right, all right, all right. Episode the thirty-three, yeah, of Squirreling Podcast. Today I have fucking heater on. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, I'm Jamie Shipman. I play bass guitar. I'm Travis Brown, and I play guitar and lead vocals. Hell yeah! Today we're going to talk, hopefully, about some punk rock. Uh, I haven't been able to talk about like just straight punk in a long time. Uh, and just talk about what they got going on. They just released a new album. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that. But before we do, hit that music, bitch. Yeah, like the thing is in there charging. Like I always do it live and just like have like an iPod and like yeah, have it up and then I'll be like, all right, play and then stop. All right, intro done. <laughs> but this is one of the few cases where I'll have to go back in and actually put it in there. I always wondered how that works. Like on a podcast where you're playing music, do you actually hear it in the room while you're doing it, or do you put all that in afterwards? Normally, no. Like like today, I plan on playing some of you guys' stuff. Um, you will hear it like as it's playing, you know. But uh, not a, like mo- most of it. Most of the time, it works like that. Mo- and most of the time, they're honestly using like a mixer. And I don't do. I used to, but I don't anymore. So it's a, like it's recorded like you would record. I don't know, like at a studio, you know, <laughs> like where it's like, hey, we're gonna do this track and then this track and this track. Uh, and it's not like live. Like I can't like break all the mics at once and like mute them mm-hmm. like you would on a mixer. So it's you know. But it, it it's just better this way. So like, if someone like comes in and talks real small like this, then I can like raise up their their vocals real easily and shit like that. Cause it's dude, those mixers that run just like to USB make a lot of white noise, like a lot. So it didn't sound very like fucking good. Gotcha. Shit. But anyway, yeah, man, dude, uh, thanks for coming out, guys. It's fucking awesome. For sure. Thanks for having us. Uh, like I was exci- like, I knew um. I saw you guys play, well, you, you played with us a long time ago. Like, what was it? Actually, years did. Ago? Oh, yeah, we did. Was it Battalion of Saints? Was yeah. Was that the show? RBC yeah, you show. have to forgive me. I was like freaking out and like, I was just, oh God, oh God. And, uh, but then I saw you guys again and, uh, what was it? It's like at the, the fest thing in, uh, out in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've seen you guys actually more than more than twice yeah it's kind of weird we haven't played a sh- another show together yet yeah we we will man uh right now we're not really active uh but uh, the dudes in my band are also in another band and they're like super active right now and so like when they're doing their thing you know i kind of like stay back in the cut and just chill write music and prepare for like new album and shit mm-hmm. and so you know and you know they're off doing their thing uh so yeah but no what i like about you guys is the the fact that it is punk you know like it's uh it's been i don't know it's been such a long time uh since i don't know like high school since i've like like just straight punk you know and i listen to a lot of punk uh and that was one thing I really enjoyed about you guys. It was like, 
it, it not like uh, to say it's uh, I don't know how to how to put it, but just bringing back that feeling of like, hey, we're just this is what we do. It's we're gonna be in your face, energetic, uh, and shit like that. And that's what, I really enjoy stuff like that. You know, not everything has to be all of this like weirdness. You right. Know? Like I have. It's like, you know, you don't eat chicken all the time. You eat multiple different things. And it's like a big part of my life is punk. And I don't get to, with my friends, necessarily mm-hmm. talk about punk all the time. Because they're mostly well, metal guys. Well, you need new friends then. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how the band came about. It's like, Travis, I think, has been consistently active in playing music. But the rest of the band kind of focused on other things, grown-up adult things. and. Sure didn't play as much and then the whole idea of playing music again seemed daunting but then that's the beautiful thing about punk rock and that's why everybody gets into it because you see other bands doing it and you're like i, I don't do that i don't have to be that good i yeah. can do it so we're like let's just be 40 year old dudes playing punk rock as if we were dumb 17 or 18 year old kids and so just put that same liberating lower bar of Ex, you know expectations yeah. and so that's what we started doing because it was like uh i remember getting in like getting into punk it was i kind of went the opposite route because like a lot of people get into like more of the new school stuff the no effects and things like that and i think the first like uh, band i got into was the exploited and that's like you're going like way off like this is like extreme like uh like exploited TSOL bands like that mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit fuck yeah and then I, then people started introducing me to like the no effects and bands like that the strung outs and things mm-hmm. like that I was like right. okay I can, I, I can get down with that shit too you know <laughs> but it's like I don't know it's something like if if I, there was two dimensions and Sterling was driving in his car in both dimensions and one Sterling was listening to no effects and the other Sterling was listening to exploited the, the exploited Sterling would be like rolling down his window like fuck you you know what fuck you you know like that's and that's kind of how i like to live my life sometimes <laughs> and i would be like that's the sterling that i like <laughs> so yeah like was it uh yes like uh yesterday i was uh going to visit my wife and she works in a mall and it was just like crazy you know and like the whole way there i was like man i'm gonna throw on that first dropkick murphy's album you know with the original singer and i was like hell yeah and then on the way home, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to the same album again, you know? I fucking, th- those, their first, like, couple of albums were just fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys ever dug on Dropkick at all. I've, I'm aware of a couple songs, but I've never really listened oh, to them. Their, their, like, first two albums with the original singer was fucking dope. Uh, but yeah, what about you guys? Punk rock influences. I mean... There's a lot. I'll let Travis. You're the guy with the larger record collection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I grew up listening to the Exploited and GH yeah. and Circle Jerks, and I think the probably the first punk group that I ever listened to, which is kind of weird, was uh, I was at a at a skate ramp. I was probably about maybe twelve or thirteen. And then uh, I heard this band called The Accused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what in the crap is that? You know, that's, it was like super angry and loud. And and on the other side, it had a attitude adjustment was on the other side. And, nice. And it was like on top of this 
12 foot vert ramp and they had a little couch up there and you know the guys were skating and I was watching them skate because I was nowhere as good as them <laughs> and then uh they all left and uh I stole that tape. <laughs> you acquired it via punk fashion. <laughs> Man, dude, like, uh, you, did you ever see that the like the original Suburbia? Where um, okay, so like that was. Ah, uh, man, it came out, like, they did, like, a DVD release of it when I was in high school or whatever, and mm. I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to get it. So it had, like, had like original Vandals, you know, like, uh, first album Vandals, which was fucking dope. Yep. Uh, D.I., mm-hmm. uh, T.S.O.L., and I, th- I think some other bands. But, like, I just remember being, like, I love the music, but I'm not, like, super into, like, the lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, doing all the drugs and shit like that. Like, yeah. I experimented myself, but... You know, I don't know, just something about it, <clears throat> like, drew me to it. And yeah, that was a foundational movie for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I loved the whole idea of, like, a punk crew. Like, these yeah. bunch of weirdos that you kind of, like, hung around with. Yeah, it, like, and the thing is now, you know, like, uh, everyone, you know, is off, you know, making their making their beats, you know, and shit like that, making their music. But it, it's not often where, like, I... I come across a band where it's like you know true to form you know like everyone's like oh uh, we i got into punk then i got into this or i got into punk and then i got into this everyone gets into other music but it seems like punk is always a stepladder right so it seems like now there's less way less like good like punk bands Mm -hmm. you know because it's like oh you know either their influences i I, I try not to use the word suck but aren't good yeah (laughs) i guess it's pretty much the same thing but yeah a lot of people use it as a springboard for me it's i'm into all different kinds of music but i couldn't play any other kind of music sure sure and you know like the thing is i I, with with some of my friends you know they're like like metal right they'll be like well in high school i liked slipknot but fuck that shit you know like (laughs) now i'm into like more refined like death metal and uh this type of alternate picking shit and speed picking and i'm just like yeah yeah you know but like new metal sucked you know but punk didn't suck it's kind of like standed the test of time you Mm -hmm. know like uh was it's uh like whenever uh mike ness had that whole shit go down with uh the uh like him getting a fight at a show because he sits his opinion about trump and a trump supporter was like no fuck you and like and the altercation happened Mm -hmm. but like I was thinking about it and was like, dude, he his his style of music has always been true to form. Been like, and I don't know if you guys have dug on him, but man, that was like a band that I was like, you know, that he's like the punk rock version of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, accurate. And so, like, uh, there were some people posting. Like, my buddy Sean was just like, I never liked Mike Ness. I don't really, I'm not really familiar with his stuff, but I like him now. And I was like, bro, (laughs) you love Bruce Springsteen. How do you not like Mike Ness? Like they even like, like I've seen Springsteen cover like social D songs with Mike Ness. He's like, I need to check it out. I was like, dude, there's not an, an album that I don't like. Yeah. You know? He's the only reason why I've been to Billy Bob's. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I went to Billy Bob's one time, and it was to see Social Distortion. It's pretty fashionable to say you don't like Mike Ness these days. I don't know. But I'm still a Social Distortion fan. I mean, I, I, I love him, dude. And that I love them. Uh, I, I have an unpopular opinion for some reason for liking the Clash. 
Oh, dude, I love the Clash. Dude, I love the fucking Clash. But then again, most of my friends are metal. Yeah, fuck that shit. What is that shit? It's just the whole. It's cliche to like the Clash. Like it's cliche to like the Sex Pistols, and I love the Sex Pistols. I love the Sex Pistols too. Mm -hmm. I I never got that, and I was like, dude, those albums are good. I think when I was a little dumbass, you know, when I was like. 17 i used to be like yeah they're just like a punk boy band they're bullshit but then you actually listen to it and i'm like no this is it's good, good. it's undeniably good yeah <laughs> i think it's also like who's more punk than who yeah so revisionist sex, sex pistols are like the basic of punk and if that if you like the sex pistols then mm-hmm. you don't know what punk is right but, uh, that's <laughs> it's it's like the dumbest thing you know but i think it's more of people who really aren't into like punk you know well i guess so we we all grew up listening to punk, right? So mm-hmm. now uh, now it's like what's really popular is like crust. That's not up my alley, you know. Like that's just I'm just like man, I I, I get it, you know, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But I was never into like oh I gotta look this way to be punk. I was like punk's more of a ideology to me, mm-hmm. you know. We're all because I was an athlete and I was like playing ball with bros. Mm-hmm. bros and i was like i have nothing in common they drink and try to fuck on the weekends i don't care about any of that mm-hmm. i was like obsessed with rage against the machine pink floyd and some other bands and you know and then i had some friends of mine who were like sterling you should uh check out this band and they did it kind of as a joke and they gave me like exploited and i was like dude this is good uh, I, was like, <laughs> I like they're like you, you really like that and they're like that's like the most extreme shit we got. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, was there other, like, I would like to hear more stuff like this. And so, like, I started getting in, hanging out with these uh, people. And, you know, they would have, like, full-on hawks and, like, you know, crazy dressed, you know, like, all, like, homeless looking and shit. Mm-hmm. And here I was in my khaki pants and just, I used to wear nothing but, like, uh, blank t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, like... Hey guys, here to <laughs> here to listen to some punk music, you know? Yeah, uh, but they were, were super accepting of me, and like they would have parties. I would show up, and I'd skated forever. But yeah. like when I was skating, I was always into hip hop, like mm-hmm. Gangstar and and all this other shit like that. Oh, yeah. So like growing up, like kind of like like rock music was definitely in my realm, but not necessarily punk, you know? Oh, yeah. And as soon as I got into it, like early early on in high school, I was like. Dude, this is the, this is the shit, man. Yeah, like, yeah. That's kind of like my trajectory is where uh, I was in, listening to a lot of hip hop, like, but not because I'm super cool, but like just the kind of hip hop that a kid comes across when his grandma takes him to Kmart and he's like getting some like cut rate cassette tapes or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the Fat Boys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like the first <laughs> movie. Dude, LL, oh, dude, don't. LL Cool J's Radio. You know all the old stuff. So I, I liked all that. So rock music didn't make sense to me and. And then I kind of hung out with some friends that listened to just total like hard rock and Van Halen and stuff. And for some reason, I started getting into that stuff. And then that enabled me to kind of come back around. And I discovered punk and started listening to stuff. And then it was like, holy shit, the Dead Kennedys are like the same thing as Public Enemy. And I fucking love Public Enemy. So this all makes sense to me now. And now this is like all I want to listen to. Yeah, it wasn't too far off from like Rage Against the Machine like at all. You know, I was like, they have the same drive. They're talking about the same things. Um, they're just, and they're both super fucking aggressive. And just a part of me was like, I'm so sick of like everyone just being like smiling and everything's awesome. This, that's not how it is. Right. I don't know, that's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? well, I think uh, Zach De La Rocha, he was, he came from the hardcore. Yeah, he was in a, he was in a hardcore band 
before Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, he right. was in that band Inside Out. Yeah. And like, and there's like, I have hardcore like friends who are like, oh, Inside Out is better. They were like, not uh, really that good. No, no, <laughs> they were not. You are incorrect. You were very incorrect. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, yeah. you know, uh, like, in, in, and personally, like, whenever like Black Flag comes up, right, everyone's always like, oh, yeah, Henry Rollins. I was like, uh, Keith Morris was my oh, favorite. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I thought he was the best. Um, his, his style of vocals is yeah killer. Yeah, like, and he still is. He's still killing. Incredible. It. Yeah, off off is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And man, what it would it be like to just be like, "What's your job? I just sing in band. I just sing in a band. <laughs> like you know, I'm known to sing in bands. <laughs> and like I'd be like, fuck yeah, man. Like, that'd be awesome. You know. Yeah. I keep trying to guest spot on people's records. Like maybe one day someone will be like, I want Sterling to yeah. sing in my band. <laughs> then I can just be like, what do you do? I just sing in bands. I just show up and <laughs> yell my head off. I don't have to go to work anymore. This is what I do. <laughs> Although, within the past year, I read uh, Keith Morris's autobiography. And uh, I don't think anybody would choose the lifestyle. He probably lived through the oh, late 80s, yeah, yeah, through yeah. the 90s and 2000s. So, you got to make sacrifices. Yeah. He, he's kind of a crazy guy. Like, yeah, he's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, I, was, and, I, I met him one time. And, you did? Yeah, and uh, he played in this short-lived band called Bug Lamp. And uh-huh. uh, I was really young, and uh, I sat next to him and talked to him for a minute after they got done playing, and he he's, he legitimately scared me. <laughs> he <laughs> really? just, I mean, I was young, you know, yeah. and like he just kind of, he seemed a little unstable a little bit. It kind of scared me a little. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we, you know, we all kind of are like to, oh, totally, to yeah. like this style of music. Yeah. And like, we just look at people who are, we, we view as, I don't know of a better way to say it, but like sheep, you know, who are just walking around smiling and mm-hmm. everything's great. You know, I'm like, no, man, no, fuck this, you know, <laughs> you know, fuck this. You know, that's how I feel a lot. One thing that gets on my nerves, I'm going to get, I mean, not exactly like philosophical, but like. One thing I notice about American culture, where we are now versus early punk. Um, so early punk was really confrontational. It was angry. It was like the world's fucked up and, you know, all you people don't know what the hell you're talking about. Quit being fake. But punk has so effectively, like, taken over mainstream culture that now, like, your average bro or football dad is, like, super angry and edgy. Yeah. And they got skull tattoos and they listen to, like, really gnarly music. And everybody is like, fuck you. In, yeah, including our dumbass president. Yeah, and and so now like, it's not edgy to be angry and and fucked up because everybody's angry and fucked up. So really, like now, all the signifiers are like flipped on their head and everything's weird. Like you see somebody wearing Vans, you're like, are they cool? No, they're just a trendy person wearing. Dude, bands. it's so funny. You said I was talking to my wife yesterday. We were I met her. I met up with her on her lunch break. When when we had some lunch, and I was like. There's this girl walked past us wearing a Thrasher hoodie. And I was like, dude, Thrasher used to be, they still are, but it was like, you wanted to see like the most like uh, extreme pictures. and like, Yeah, they were the and, punk rock of skateboarding. They, yeah, they were the yeah. shit. You know? Yeah, but now it's and, like has fashionable cachet. Yeah, that and like Vans and like getting tattooed, mm-hmm. you know, like getting tattooed was like, I remember I was in high school. One of the guys responsible for getting me into punk had like a whole leg sleeve. Mm-hmm. And he was 18, you know, my buddy James. And I was like, that's the like seal of 
like you're in this shit, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's, let's do this shit, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I may not look, I may not dress like crazy, but I'm going to do that shit. You know? <laughs> uh, cause for me, it was like all these bands, like I was into, in all honesty, like all my tattoos are, uh, around basically one band, but it was like crazy. Cause like, uh, I just, like I started getting them and I was like, I f- I'm really feeling like the inner spirit of the punk rock. Right. And then, uh, it, no, it's cool now. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm all about it, you know, but right. it is, it's weird. It's like how skateboarding is kind of like super successful and right. what you, you could really make like, like Nigel Houston's like making millions and millions of dollars yeah. on skateboarding. And, and you us, can't hate it. This is, these are all good developments. These, these are it's good just developments. very different than what we're used to. Yeah. Cause we're like, Oh, we're rebelling. And they were like, now what we were using as a basically stagecoach to rebel is now fashionably cool and right. accepted. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we're not jumping off the ship, so what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? It's, yeah. But it's just weird to be in a time and a place where you're like, it's not about trying to freak people out anymore. Sure. It's like basically being like Mr. Rogers is the most punk thing you can do right now. And one thing I will say too is like, I'm down with it. I'm down with new people coming in. I want that. But I want them to come in with the same type of ideology pretty much everyone else came in with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're, we're in a way kind of social justice warriors. In a way, you know, we're speaking about issues, problems. I don't want you coming in just blind, just being like, oh, it's for fashion, man. And it's whatever, you know. It's right. like really like when I heard Rage Against the Machine, like I had no idea what they were talking about. And as I grew up and I kept listening to the records, I started understanding and be like, man, there are these like problems and these type of things. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, you know, but everyone else is kind of like, oh, fuck that. Where are we drinking our natty light and trying to fuck bitches tonight? You know, it's right. like, what is, what's Everyone's going on? trained to ignore those things. Yeah. It's weird, man. I mean, so, you know. Luckily things have improved, I guess. In the 80s and early 90s, you needed extreme outsider music to expose you to issues and ways of thinking about things where now that's all just freely open on the internet. So it doesn't have to come from a musical cultural thing. That's that, that is true too. And that's, that's a cool thing too. Cause they share the same, even people who are not into the music share, share pretty much the same ideology, but it's just kind of like, you know, having a community where it's like, it is someone who's like, yeah, I am pro this. And I, I, uh, I am like, uh, you know, I don't really fight against uh, these things. I just am here to uh, partake in all this shit. It's weird. It's fucking weird. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not gonna mention his name, but I have a buddy, uh, and uh, he he was in a punk band, like a hardcore punk band, and now he's like super Republican and like, and it's just fucking weird. It is weird. It is weird. <clears throat> and he's you know like straight lace, like hello, how are you? Blah blah blah. And it's weird. He used to be so wild, like bashing his face and shit, you know? And now it's just like, hello, my name is so-and-so. How are you? Nice to meet you. All right, come this way, please. It's like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like our band is pretty much like that, but but not in, oh, not, at all. not in the political ideology. That's the part that disturbs me. I mean, like, I'm all for more uh, politeness. Yeah. No, no. Being polite, yeah, being polite to each other. Yeah, yeah. But it is weird like, that it is like, like, I'm just talking about like his like, yeah. attitude towards mm-hmm. like everything you know yeah. uh and he's very much like he'll make like posts about like oh hey uh fuck 
or not he won't say fuck these people, <laughs> but he'll just say like the Democrats are at it again, blah blah blah. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, it's just it's just it's fucking weird to me whenever and I, I love the guy. It's just weird to me whenever you come from that and then you but your ideology isn't in still in the same thing. Right. Is my wife talking on the phone, man? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <clears throat> this is, you have a, you have an office working for you. That's all you gotta say. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. assistant. It's my assistant. <laughs> <clears throat> She's in there uh, making business business calls. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't include your gear. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't include my gear. Booking my flight to Dubai. Dude, I get like super uh, super parent like because she. Like today, like I was like, hey, my, cause I have an old, like classic iPod, you know, that has that shit oh, on there. It's mine. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, where's my iPod charger? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, you touch my shit all the time. Where's my fucking iPod charger? You know, <laughs> like she moved all my like shit, podcasting shit around. She's like, I don't know. I just moved everything over there. So like, I can't find my fucking iPod charger. So now like I have it plugged in in there. And, and hence why I didn't uh, do the intro uh, <laughs> properly. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah. No, it's uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, you guys give off definitely a like a just an energetic like in your face type of, you know, punk rock vibe which I really dig on, man. Like and you know, like nowadays I'm seeing shows, you know, along the lines of like it's like, yeah, it's still really great music, but sometimes I just want to see some folks get, get wild and get really into the shit. And you know it's good punk rock if, like, shit breaks and stuff, you know? like, <laughs> like Unfortunately, you know, we do have that problem. Dude, shit happens, <laughs> man, you know? <laughs> yeah, what happened at that last show? Oh, what just, didn't happen? Yeah, everything happened. I think, <laughs> so I blew my bass head, I think. For real. Yeah, because I'm stupid. I don't know about gear and ohms and shit. So I was like, oh, we got an extra cabin. I'm just going to fucking plug that in too. And yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened during our sound check right before we were supposed to play. And then while we were sorting that out, battery by tuner died. And it took me a minute to figure out that's what happened. And then you're, you broke a string. I broke a string like yeah. in the middle of the first song. And then your battery to your tuner died at the same time. Like, is that what happened? Just the battery to the tuner died? Oh uh, well. When the guitar, like you couldn't well, get that, a signal. Well, no, when that guy, I'll say, okay, so my, I broke the string, and then like I was trying to decide whether to ask someone if they can let me borrow the guitar or change the string. I was, and uh, then someone brought me a guitar, and uh, I plugged in the guitar, and it wasn't working, and I was like, what the heck? And then I was like, oh well, my my uh, tuner's not working. So I was yeah. like, took it out of there. And then I plugged the guitar back in and it still wasn't working. So not only was my string broken and my tuner broken, but that guitar that that guy gave me didn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're kind of a mess. A lot of our shit. We so had another the, show where yeah. like we broke how many strings on stage and just had to stop playing. We're, yeah, like, we're, like, wow. we're That's done. It. That was Lola's, right? Yeah. And it was like, we were like played like three songs and we're like, <laughs> We're done. We're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, uh, we, okay, this this may sound weird. I'll knock on some wood. <laughs> I've never broken a string. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? Like, everyone's like, 
how have you done that? I, was like, I don't know. Maybe I pussyfoot when I play my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I used to always say, I've never, I mean, I know it's bass, but I was like, I've never broken a string on stage. And then we played a house show in Denton and I told you, broke you I broke the E string. And I was like, Dude, you broke the like the low E. <laughs> Holy fuck! He was angry that night. Damn, <laughs> that's that's beast mode right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I break strings just my whole life. I've broken strings all really? the time. Really? Do you play? Do you play pretty thin strings? No, actually, I play heavy strings, and I I I actually blame it on like my hands sweat a lot. Oh, gotcha. And I have a lot of uh, I don't know if this is actually right or not, but like I can't wear wire frame glasses. Because it causes a reaction and it like eats through my skin and stuff, gotcha, and, it, gotcha. and it like corrodes the wire. And I'm guessing that my sweat on my hands do that to my strings. You're super acidic, man. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I asked I asked someone about that who was in the medical field, and they said that a lot of times when people have problems like that, uh, it's because their acidic level is really high. Huh. So, shit. Yeah, Maybe, we tr- but they, we tried to bring a, an extra guitar, and we end up breaking those strings too. So every time we bring the guitar, though, we have a great show, and nothing breaks. Oh, so really, we always have this extra guitar that never gets used. And we're still getting our shit together, dude. It, it, <laughs> for me, like uh, I'm like super paranoid about all that shit, you know, like yeah. dude, because it's like the rig that I run and everything. It's like it's a pain in the ass sometimes. Mm. So I'm like, I just I need a like a pedal board to organize everything. And then like, <clears throat> I have like a practice and like live setup. I keep the live setup here, never touch it. And right before I load up, I test it out. Are we good? We're good. <laughs> All right, cool. Put it in the car, we'll go. Uh, Cause I just am like paranoid about like, uh, doing all that shit. Uh, there was this one show that we played at uh, Double Wide and uh, in the middle of it, I used to have this noisy like loop pedal mm-hmm. that I would use at the end of some songs to make some noise so we could just kind of like transition to the next song. It was loud. It was like white noise loud. So I had this like switcher. So all my pedals would plug in the switcher so you would just take them in and out of your like basically the route. Turning the on and yeah, off the yeah. chain. Yeah. And so uh, that thing went out in the middle of the show, the whole like routing thing and it was like it was just basically like a piece of equipment with just like stomp pedal mm-hmm. things on it you know like and uh just went out and so the sound guy sent me a live recording of it. he's like sterling check this shit out and so he like when he took it home he was like fucking around with it and he put in like the shittiest like solo where the, my guitar went out <laughs> <laughs> it was like he plugged it, awesome. plugged in like a crate amp and like put a mic next to it, it was like Bing! and so like i i still have that and like i was like man it was sounding good up to that point maybe it will like on the new record we'll like put that as like a secret track yeah (laughs) nice but yeah man no um so uh, what do you guys you guys just released a new album uh not too long ago do you got and it's on Bandcamp. uh and then do you guys have uh Wait, it's out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's already out. Yeah, uh, but is it on? It's not on Spotify yet, though, right? No, we no. haven't messed with those okay. hurdles. We're not cool enough for Spotify. <laughs> you could, it's not too hard to put it out. Put it out there. You just like get like a Distro Kid, I believe, account. It's mm-hmm. like thirty bucks one time fee, or maybe it's thirty bucks a year. I don't know. Hmm. 
you just put it in there and they'll upload it to iTunes and all that shit for you. Yeah, uh, I've heard of DistroKid before. Yeah, it's not too bad, man. Uh, I know uh, what's fucked up is like I signed up for DistroKid and like this label that put out the our first record. Like we were, uh, I was like, hey, the label's not really functional anymore. I hit them up. I was like, I, I signed up for this account. The label's not really functional. Can I have it tra- just transferred to me? And they're like, well, no. I was like, okay. They were like, they would have to delete it and then you would have to re-upload it. And mm-hmm. I was like, they're like, we're not really set up for that now. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave that out in the space. And then <laughs> the next time we do it, I'll just make sure that I put it through. That mm-hmm. way we don't have to fucking deal with that shit you know yeah because she can she can go crazy so it's note to self like all right do it yourself man like do it yourself like if there's a label talking to you be like yeah yeah it's cool but we're gonna we put it up there ourselves because then you get that money too you know for the point oh 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 one cent per stream or whatever right you know so duly noted yeah but what what uh you guys have shows anything like that coming up uh, our next show is at Sunshine Bar on Saturday, March 23rd. That's really all Hell we yeah. got going on. Playing. Dude, uh, uh, did Aaron book that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's he's. I know he's reached out to a lot of local people, and I was like, man, I'd like to do that too. Uh, just fucking shit ain't going right now. Yeah. <laughs> shit ain't going. Bering T's fucking active as fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just kind of like, sitting on my ass you know not doing stuff started right before another band uh but that was that's that's about it yeah um, but yeah so anyway i'll start a band that you could play in oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah like dude i like what's what, the weird the weird thing is uh like me doing vocals i've never been a vocalist ever mm. right and so i was in an old band and we had a singer everything's good you know i'm like i'm just Cause I started off as a bass player, but I was writing the songs on guitar and they're like, you want to play guitar? I was like, no, nah, <laughs> they're like, well, why not? I was like, uh, cause I don't want to have to play what I write live. And it's a lot easier <laughs> if I can just maybe hit on some of these root notes, maybe add some fills mm-hmm. and it's low stress for me. Agreed. <laughs> and so, uh, and so I started playing guitar and then. I was already nervous about that and it, it was going good. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm playing guitar. And then our singer was just like, I don't want to sing anymore. I was like, but you can sing. <laughs> and he, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know who they were like, you should do it. Me. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what gave you the idea that I could do that? <laughs> he's like, uh, well, we were at some show and I was, I was singing and you didn't have a mic, but you were like, like yelling, and I heard you and it sounded good. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That like, that's how you, uh, that's my, that's how you get the idea that I, can, yeah, I can't like, do that. Yeah. Ooh, that's why it was awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he could sing. He, yeah. he could sing. Yeah. Dude, it, man, I'll never forget that. And so like, we, we started writing and then they were like, all right, Sterling's going to sing. And I remember we played our first show and it was in uh, Wichita Falls. And I was like, let's get outside the city to like yeah. have me do it for the first time. Was your heart jumping out of your chest? Oh, yeah. Dude. Because <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. Because I was like, if we play like in a place like Wichita Falls, there's not going to be anybody there. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. And we played with my buddy Adam's band. He was in a band called Gazelles. And a couple other bands. And I had no idea that they drew really well in Wichita Falls. <laughs> so like, I show up and I'm like, oh, fuck. There's like a lot of people here for this show. <laughs> and this is my first time to seeing... 
And uh, my buddy Adam's a singer. He's like, you're going to be fine, dude. You're going to be fine. And think about it like this, Sterling. Your music's so aggressive that you're not trying to sing, really, dude. Just like, you know, <laughs> just go up there, have fun. And I was like, mm. now you're making me feel like shit because now you're saying I can't sing too, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, but uh, went up there. It went It went all right. And I guess it's gone all right ever since. But that's how I got forced into like doing that, you mm-hmm. know? So it's I've always been one to just be the like guy. I'm playing the guitar or I'm yeah. playing the bass. Hey, you, everyone focus your attention over there because right. I'm just over here, you know? It's you nice should to have be been a DJ in a rap metal band. Yeah. <laughs> Turntablist. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been even better, right? Sure. I wouldn't mind yelling some background vocals but i just forgot how to do that i did that in a past band and at some point it's just like that closed off and i can't do it anymore i'm like not good at multitasking travis how did you come about singing kind of just like fuck it ever since i started playing guitar when i was a kid i always uh imagined myself singing as well i used to i used to sing this is kind of embarrassing to admit but i was like (laughs) I was like the the fifteen year old that would uh, sing in front of the mirror to Black Flag songs, acting like I was a uh, front man of a band. Hell yeah! <laughs> but that, that's not that's not really embarrassing, you know, because like you're you're there's like valuable practice in that. You yeah. know, you don't re- kind of realize it until later on. Like, fuck, uh, you know, singing in your car. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck. Like, I think that's the only reason why I could like uh, maybe pull off somewhat what I do is because like I just sing in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I find it weird when people come up and ask, "How do you like sing like that and you're not hoarse afterwards?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's just like <laughs> this weird like I don't sing from my throat, you know." Mm-hmm. And I kind of like do this like weird like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I do it, but you know, everyone develops like this style. And right. what's funny is I developed that style like sing, trying to sing to like uh, like Led Zeppelin and other. Mm-hmm they need punk rock songs and stuff like that too you know so i'll just sit there and like fucking sing and just be like yeah yeah i can do this in my car you know, <laughs> i don't know and then now i'm like hey yeah fucking do this and then you gotta learn how to play and sing that's fucking yep. hard enough as is you know but at least you have the distraction you know you're playing guitar and doing vocals because otherwise being a front man i wouldn't know what to do with my arms Dude, yeah, if it was just solo, like uh, you hit people with the mic, that's what you did. Yeah, uh, there was there was this like uh, I have like a like so I don't like the energy ever being like focused on me or like the looks, you know. So a lot of times when I play live, I close my eyes the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's whenever we record vocals, I still find this I find it even more intense because everyone's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just like looking at you and so what i did the first time uh was like i gotta find a way f- for it for it to be more of a like a humor you know I gotta find some humor in it so i just like first time i ever did vocals like recorded on a on a record i just like took off all my clothes and just got my underwear <laughs> and that way when everyone looked at me they were just laughing so yeah. it didn't like it, you know it was like a joke yeah. It's like this whole process of me doing something serious is a joke. So ever since then, I've done the same thing every fucking time. <laughs> I just when you find what works. It works, man. Like for me, I just get in my underwear and like <clears throat> Is that weird when you're in the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's weird whenever I go to a studio where like 
I'm working with someone for the first time, oh, which yeah. doesn't happen often. Right. Like uh, I've worked with pretty much Alex and Britt and that's it. So it's not like weird, but like the first time it happened, it was weird. And then like if like the first time I remember we uh, Britt recorded the first thing Partaker ever did. We, he recorded a song for us and he was working at a studio that some guy owned. And the owner walks in, and I'm just sitting there in my underwear, like, listening to what I did on the <laughs> vocal track. And he's just like, uh, what the fuck? You know, like, just like, hot, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's good to self-record like we did. <clears throat> yeah, man. Oh, did you guys record this album just at... Yeah, we oh. recorded it ourselves. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Travis has studio, home studio stuff. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah! So did, did you all got, uh, did you guys do it live or did you track it? Did the uh, bass and drums live and some scratch tracks on the guitar? And gotcha. Then, then we we did that at the art rehearsal place and then we packed my gear back up, took it home, and recorded the guitars and vocals in my living room. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah, dude! And like for like uh, so I'll I have some questions for you. <laughs> <clears throat> so like when you're recording. Uh, your guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you how like are you normally using a couple mics or just you're just soloing one mic or how are you normally doing that? Well, the way that we did our mics, I uh, recorded Adam's guitar uh, stereo and I recorded my guitar mono. Oh, okay. So Adam is the one that does like most like the melody work. Sure. So. He had his basic tracks that were stereo on the right-hand side, just bleeding over into my side. And then I had my opposing mono side, and then I added his noise tracks and stuff like that as like the second track to my side. Oh, okay. So, so it's like there's two guitars on both sides. Sure, sure. So but, you just pan them hard left and hard right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, I panned... I panned his stereo hard right and just past the middle. Gotcha. So it's like a stereo image, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's still situated to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been, uh, whenever uh, I write here, uh, we have started just like recording, uh, like actually setting up mics and recording uh, just to like, not necessarily be like, this is going to be a finished product, but. Uh, familiarizing myself so whenever like we do make that jump and you're like hey now we're paying for this time slot you know it's kind of like all right sterling what do you want the guitar to sound like here you go like (laughs) something along the lines of this um that never works (laughs) (laughs) what i what i have found the key to what i do because i do a lot of very like echoey shit right and so what i have found is that uh, yeah, I'll have mics up close, right? Sounds great. Um, but the most important mic is the room mic mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and so a lot of times, like, my room sucks. Like, recording in my house, maybe if I recorded in this and there's so much, like, sound bouncing off of everywhere. But yeah. So what I did was I just created, like, a, a bus channel and just, like, saturated it with reverb. Mm-hmm. So that is always... So as soon as, like, I add that in it's all of a sudden like a huge guitar sound. And like my buddy Alex told me about that. He's like, you give this a shot and see what you think. Yeah, I I run subs as well. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, 
this you may you may like how it comes off is just like it's just completely saturated but it's in the back mm-hmm. it's like oh and it was it's it went from sounding like dun 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 to like rum rum like really like uh, huge and i was like whoa this sounds great uh, but, you know, breaking it down and setting it up again, it's always like, uh, well, I'm getting a kind of a different sound today mm-hmm. than I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Things like that. But it's, man, it's for what we do, man. Those guys, the, the guys in the other band, you know, they're busy as fuck. So it's like we practice once a week, maybe. Yeah. And then so it's kind of like, hey, we got to like figure something out on how to write. So that's why I did that. With with uh, Mikey and the cabinets or the Adams cabinet, it wasn't just like two close mics. It was uh, one SM57, and then I had uh, Warm Audio's version of U87, uh-huh. uh, like about a foot and a half, two feet off. Gotcha. So it wasn't just like close. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the yeah. stereo image was a little roomier sounding sure so there's a close and a roomier if that makes sense sure sure and so one mic is panned one way and one mic mm-hmm. is kind of like a little over to the yeah right. so the roomier mic was kind of panned over just past the center just to kind of fill the sure you know hell yeah you would have gotten a kick out of the way we recorded the drums because our practice space is like a it's a 70s dive bar basically but somebody had used it as a church before our drummer Josh acquired it so it has a bunch of pews in it and stuff oh wow so we set up the drums like on the stage where the pastor would preach and we stood up all the pews like up to the ceiling and put them around almost like sound baffling we yeah. used them as sound panels <laughs> dude that's awesome that's pretty crazy looking <laughs> that's dope so man that's badass that you guys can just go and like cut the album yourself man it cuts cuts down on cost most definitely mm-hmm. yeah well plus it's nice to you know, Travis has real attention to detail, kind of OCD. And uh, <laughs> so he can fuss over it as much as he wants. So you can remix it yeah. 21 times if you want. You know, and when you're in a studio, you don't have that luxury. And so. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I know, man. Because then you're like, how much money do you want to drain? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not guaranteed that, you know, second mix that's coming is going to be better than the first. Right. But you're like, well, I guess that's good enough. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, we, like... Uh, Shit, we're trying to record this summer, <clears throat> and it's just been kind of like a, a stressful type thing because, you know, they're off doing their own thing, and so I'm sitting in the office, got my little phone set up, recording when I played guitar, they were recording when I played bass, and then I use like Superior Drummer to write the drum track, but it's basically just to keep time, mm-hmm. send it off to Jason, Jason does his thing, and then we kind of get together. And then it's kind of like, all right, did you guys like the song? Yeah, but there's some things we want to change. Fuck. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you maybe spend a whole day, mm-hmm. like, ar- arranging these parts. And then, like, well, we don't really like this part. And you're like, well, man, fuck. That's like, that was my, that was my go-to part right there. You know? <laughs> and, you, and, you know, you're a band, so you're like, okay, well, I want everyone to be happy with the song. You know, mm-hmm. so, all right, let's, so it seems as though, like, uh, they, they brought it up to me and they're like, maybe you should just like write the guitar parts and don't put in bass or anything. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we arrived. <laughs> Sound at. familiar? Yep. So same type of deal. Yeah. Huh? I think I programmed the drums. And did it. <laughs> I'm like, here, check this out, guys. Do you like this? And they're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, that's cool. But so we got to where it's just like, yeah, just send us the guitar part. 
and then we'll figure things up and then we'll possibly fuck it up and make mistakes that make it more hours, you know, something you never intended it to be. And that's how it is now. But like you said, I'm OCD. If I write a guitar part, I have to program drums and write a bass line. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Even for myself, if I don't show it to them. Yeah. It's 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 weird because it is it's imp- it is it's tough to not do because like whenever you like whenever you're a kid and you're writing guitar parts, you're like cool. And then as you get older, you're like, well, I can fill everything in, get more of the idea, and then present it. You know. Mm-hmm. And then, that was my take. Yeah. 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 And then. You're like, well, but everyone has like a little bit different taste. And then if you present, you know, a bass part, the bass player may be like, now I have that stuck in my head and I don't really like it. Yeah. And you're like, well. I can't hear anything else but that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to just quit doing that then, you know. We were writing this, uh, with this song and like, I'm a huge, huge like blues guy. Not Stevie Ray Vaughan type shit, <laughs> <clears throat> but like uh, like Johnny Winter and some other folks, Lightning Hopkins and stuff. And so, like I can play some Johnny Winter and stuff like that. And they're like, okay. So, uh, I was talking to him and I was like, hey, can I incorporate? I want to incorporate some like slide into some of the songs. And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's not going to sound bluesy. I promise. Yeah. And I, I started incorporating because I play in a weird tuning, but I was like, I was incorporating it. And like, okay, okay. And then I was like, but if I do this, and they were like, see, yeah, you see that shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I can never get down the slide, man. Like, I just, I can never make it sound good. It's, it, it's a, uh, so the, I, I used to have the same problem. And it was because I was using a slide meant for my ring finger. But oh, as soon okay. as I switched over to pinky slide, so much oh, yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to find what you're comfortable with. And so, too, like whenever I... Well, I have a hard time with... Uh, I mean, because you got to be light over it. And I, I, I have to like... I'm, I'm kind of intense and I have you to... You hear like, it grinding over the frets. Yeah. Do you play a Gibson? Yeah. Okay. So, you know how Gibson, their frets are pretty big. Right. They're not all that great for slide because you want lower frets. Because, like, even slide players, man, they kind of sometimes they're not as gentle. But, like, the bigger those frets are, the more you have a chance of, like, hitting it, you know? Like a road, like a train track? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like a speed bump, pretty much, you know? (laughs) So, you want those to be kind of lower. Um, But, yeah, uh, as soon as I started, uh, like, because whenever I play slide, I don't play, I play with a thumb pick and. It's so much easier because it's easier to mute strings and just like doing all that. And actually, like I was talking with the guys, I was like, I think I may just like play with a thumb pick permanently. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah, it's easier for me to play in all honesty. Um, just because it's, we don't do a lot of like the like, like yeah. downstroking, uh, like a constant downstroke or down up. And so I was just like, you know, it's maybe easier for me to do that. That way I can, you know, because some of the songs, it's hard for me to like sit there, sing, think about the kind of the weird timing. Like if it's a five, four timing and then like, and concentrate on like hitting these individual notes. But right. if my hand's just kind of sitting here. I can just easily just kind of like <laughs> do like this. It's so much easier. Interesting. Yeah. I prefer thimbles. Thimbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, uh. I don't know, like I don't know if you've ever tried to play with a thumb pick, 
But like whenever I made the switch, I was like, oh, so much easier. Like the first day I was like, this feels so much more natural. But it all depends upon, I guess, like what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So if like even even when I'm playing like fast, I have come to the whoops, I come to the thing where I can just kind of like do like this. Mm-hmm. And it's all about getting a thumb pick that fits your thumb right. And because if it doesn't, then it, it like slips and everything like yeah. that. Hmm. But yeah, and then <laughs> but like a lot of times I'll do like you know like this move and it just I don't know. It's Sounds just, complicated. That's why we play dumb punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> you should just grow your fingernails out really long. Oh, uh, be like Esteban. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should. Uh, I need to play. I want to play one of you guys' songs, <clears throat> dude. Uh, so if you had to choose a song, hmm. and you were like, you know what? This is my favorite song to play. What would that song like? Is an R song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone seems to have been taken to uh, new clothes. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be what everyone's taken to. Well, but I'm talking about like in our band as well. Okay. It's we've you know it's been. I almost feel disingenuous referring to this as an album because it's only three songs, but it's a release. Well, okay, (laughs) yeah. So we could say new clothes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put this in here. All right. I'm going to play this shit, dog. Their new, we'll call it release, called New Clothes. 
that was the song title, but the actual name of it is called Temporary Power. That's the release name. So basically, we'll just say EP, huh? Sure, that works. It's not, man. It's yeah. I never understood why it's called an EP though, because doesn't that mean extended, extended play? play? Yeah. Well, I guess it was like an addition to your actual release or sure, something. Sure, yeah. sure. Like for me, I always viewed EP as like, it's a, hey, we haven't released something. We're gonna give you. We're still relevant here. Here's a little taste. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're we're in the lab. We're Don't working. forget about us. Yeah, exactly. Here. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, I remember when full links were like eight songs you know mm-hmm. uh and now it's you know fuck people yeah. are writing crazy have... long records like they're smashing pumpkins or some shit yeah. you know well it's interesting yeah the the formats and the technologies in vogue shape what people's expectations are of what a release is but yeah it feels yeah. like everybody now is basically like as long as we have like almost 10 minutes of music to put out i guess that's good enough so yeah yeah <laughs> i mean for uh, and, and also too, man, it's like the way in which people ingest music nowadays. It's like it's just like so quick. Like if it seems as though if you're not like always like coming up with something new, mm-hmm. uh, people it seems like they tend to forget or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I know like uh, Bearing Teeth, their first two releases, um, it was kind of like, hey, things are good, yada yada yada. But it was it just never seemed like there was a lot of like interest and they've been in band over 10 years mm-hmm. and uh their newest release now is getting a lot of press and a lot of coverage and they got a lot of things going on and i'm like that's awesome you know and it's like you know something is you know sparked it's just yeah. you know sometimes it's like each new release it's like you're rolling those dice mm-hmm. are people gonna listen this time are people gonna listen this time you know and it's like i don't know you know, like uh, what's funny is like uh, lately people have been I've we've been getting uh, new like uh, people following us. And I'm like, what the fuck? We haven't done shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, talking with the guys and they're like, oh, well, metal encyclopedia lists that we're also in this band. Oh, OK. And I was like, oh, oh OK. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So we get the runoff, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. You know, like, hey, some some metal dudes who like really insane tech metal uh, are like, these guys playing this? Okay, maybe. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, like, for us, I, I mean, from my perspective, any band I've ever been in generally writes two or three songs at a time, and they sure. all kind of have a similar, they're representative of a certain time, whatever. So waiting to compile a bigger group of songs seems unnatural. So why even bother? Yeah, it, it can be a pain. Uh, I think it's for me. It is just a fucking pain in the ass, you know, uh, writing and then being like, oh hey, we're gonna we're gonna make this album nine, ten songs or whatever you want. Oh, it's like whenever we went and recorded our first album, uh, I think we had six songs. And then I recorded two songs of me just doing bullshit wankery on the guitar. And and uh, we I just recorded them like on the spot. And then it was just like, okay, I'll give this song this title and this song this title. And it's just kind of like an instrumental yeah, kind of track thing. Ambient in a way. Sure, like. <laughs> sure. And uh, I was like, but this time I think we're going to do the same thing. But I'm going to pre-game and like have... It written just instrumental songs you know mm-hmm. something that we can actually perform live because there's like one song that we've never performed live because we I, I don't 
I know I have videos of how to play it. It's just we when we recorded it, you know, we're just like, I don't like this song. <laughs> but then that's always a song that people are like, why don't you play that song? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I, I thought the like lyrics were weak. I thought uh, the just the, the everything was weak about it. You know? Why don't you play the song? Yeah. Once you put it out there, somebody's going to like it and be drawn to yeah, it. Yeah, man. And then notice, you know, like, oh, you don't play this song. You know, it's like, well, well fuck, I, I don't know. Maybe I will. Now, we've been talking about that. Should we play this song? I think we should. People ask me about this song. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll play that song. I yeah. don't know. But, yeah. That's so, the, uh, coming up here, like, uh, in uh, March, it's this month, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is the, March already. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, who are you guys playing with at Sunshine? Um, <clears throat> apparently, it's a really uh, busy weekend because we had a hard time finding other bands we asked a lot of people and people were busy but uh we settled with um mirror box which is sean Kirkpatrick's yeah, yeah, solo yeah, project yeah. which would be cool we like to vary up the you need to give him shit about not getting into social d and mike ness that's who <laughs> oh, i was talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh and then uh also uh, some old buddies of mine ex-bandmates uh have a new band and this will be their first show they're a band called fake maker so uh I like that name. Yeah. So it's like ex-members of... So it's uh, Matt Pittman from Red Animal War and Deedle, who I was in like... That band, man. Yeah. So good. And of course, Tony Wan from Record Hop, Red Animal War, Tendril. So... Uh, What did he do? What did he do in The Drummer? Oh, he's playing with them? I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. Yeah. Dude, that guy's a good fucking drummer. Yeah, he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. Fuck. That's, <laughs> damn, so you gotta that's, come out and check pretty, it out. It's gonna be their first show. I, I'm, I'm. Get, is it on Saturday? Mm-hmm. I'll probably do that, dude. <clears throat> that's man. I had Justin on Wilson, mm-hmm. and like he was like in town shooting something, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come on, man?" Like, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm a super fanboy over here, <laughs> and uh, he came on, nicest dude ever. And uh, I was just like, dude, you guys fucking rule, dude. <laughs> and I just like, just remember, he was like, okay, I don't really like do yeah, like, that very like, much anymore, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. Uh. <laughs> let's talk about how great you are again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, uh, when we were talking earlier about being young and getting into punk rock, like, mm-hmm. I could do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, I saw them and I was like, I could do that, but I'd have to practice really hard, you know? But it was like local, locally. I was like, dude, they are like, I was like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, they're like, these guys are good. And they're playing like really just like creative shit. I love this. I almost hesitate to bring this up at this point, but I was the founding bass player of that band. Are you serious? Yeah. But that was, we didn't. Play a lot of shows while I was in the band. Oh, okay. Maybe for did a you, year. Did you uh, did you play? Did you help writing in the songs on their first album? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those were basically like I played all those songs, and then Brian Foe uh, re-recorded like half the album. So half the album is me playing bass, and half the album is him playing bass. Gotcha. That back- but they really came into their own right after that. Yeah, I thought like that breaking an angel ride and- was a it was a it was a it was a good first release right uh and then they just were like time to crack open 
the can of whoop ass here. Yeah. And just like they it was just it was great. I remember I saw them in Paper Chase within two weeks for the first time. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. What the <laughs> fuck? All this good. This is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I started like hearing other bands around that were local. I was like, man, there's so many good local bands. We lucked out. We were able to play our first show with them. Yeah. With Renault Moore? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. What band, what, what band was that? Well, it was still, it was Heater's. It was supposed to be our first show, and then we ended up playing another show first. But oh, okay, it wasn't like way, way, but way back in the right. day. Right. Okay, yeah, gotcha, like, gotcha. They did one of their reunions that they usually do around gotcha. the holidays when yeah. everybody comes home, and we were like, "Can we open?" So yeah, I remember at that time I was I was pretty much when I first saw him, I was pretty much just a bass player. You know, I was writing guitar parts, but I was playing bass. And I saw I do play, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> he's dude crazy. is on fire, man!" <laughs> it's just like you know, it's like. I was like, fuck. But yeah, that you know that that band was a staple growing up. I remember like being at one of their shows and just being like, yeah, I think I'm gonna quit baseball. I think I'm gonna. I think like I'm just gonna go full on music uh, and all this shit and just like this is just too much fun. Yeah, you know? uh, that was a good time with. The local scene and the oh yeah, them, awesome bands. And- Daryl and all these other bands, man. There was even a good punk rock scene back then. There was also a very like big pop punk scene mm-hmm. back then, man. Whatever happened to that? Is that still? I think that all you know that thing kind of when it evolved from like pop punk being like screeching weasel and the queers to like pop punk was like yeah. one eighty two three albums in. You know, it's yeah. it just a different thing at that point. Yeah, I, I always avoided all that. It was weird, right? When when pop punk got like came in like early nineties, I got pissed off at punk rock. Dude, I love <laughs> I remember I had like a like, I like a, screeching like a, weasel and all yeah, those bands. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I loved early like Dead Milk Man. I loved I early Blink one eighty two. Like Treasure Cat was like that was an yeah, amazing album. Was, and like Dude Ranch, I had like a advanced copy. I listened to that shit in my car all the time. I was I was always lukewarm on him. I was like it was okay. Like yeah. uh I was always, I remember as I went like from old school to new school punk, mm-hmm. like I was like, so like new school bands, like how do I hear like some more of these? So people would give me like the fat records comps, you mm-hmm. know, and it'd have like a bunch of like different bands. So I could be like, mm, next, next, next. <laughs> oh, okay. This, like that, that was the first time I had heard like strung out. Yeah. It was from that. I was like, okay, strung out is pretty good. I'll check them out. Uh, and there was this like one like Asian band that did a cover of the Mamas and the Papas. Asian band. High Standard? Yeah. High <laughs> Standard, dude. Yeah, that cover was a good cover. I really yeah. I really liked that cover. Um, fuck. I'm going to have to like make sure I... Have to do, I loved all that stuff. Uh, so but yeah, yeah and, and actually, interestingly, it's kind of how Red Animal War came about. So we had like another band that was like pop punk called Kid Tested. And it went through different. Okay, do you have any of those d- recordings or anything? You do. Yeah, I've been. I need to. Okay, so I need. <laughs> so um, a buddy of mine, my buddy Adam, who I was talking about earlier, was a huge Kid Tested fan, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You're having Justin on." Okay, you need to ask him if he has these Kid Tested recordings. I completely <laughs> forgot. So if you have those, yeah. uh, even you know, if yeah. you could send those. If I don't to have me, it, then Deedle has it. I have one. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I need to get those because he would like be he's been like I need those like so bad yeah but we were kind of like doing that sound and then 
Justin wrote a song that was like basically a total ripoff of Propagandi, but we were still so stoked on like how well it came out. Like the song's badass, so all our songs would be like this. So then we started wanting to change things, and then it was like, let's move the you know the lineup around a little, and then before you know it, it's like, let's just get this guy on drums, and now it's this whole other kind of emo post hardcore thing. And how did the name come about? That name Uh, from Stephen Crane's Red Badge of Courage. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The, cool. The blood swollen god, red animal war. So <laughs> when it when it came to propaganda, I like propaganda always like made me mad because I was like, these guys aren't supposed to be playing like this. <laughs> I was like, why are they doing they're all this shredding? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, their message is good, but god damn it, like, what's up with all this like crazy guitar work? <laughs> they're like way better than they should be. They keep getting better. It's weird. Oh man, dude. Travis, what like if you if you had, I guess, so with when it comes to all of those influences, so you were a huge Exploited fan. Were you also a huge Misfits fan? Oh yeah, Misfits. I grew up listening to Misfits, GBH, Exploited, Circle Jerks, Black Flag, all that stuff. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I grew up in. Uh, Kind of near Los Angeles area, and oh, okay. Uh, so Dude, I, you I got to Mecca. see a, I got to see a lot of cool bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where about? Uh, like uh, Riverside County. I used okay. to go to like Spanky's Cafe. I don't know if you've. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, was born and raised in Tejas. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Man, that's the dopest spot, man. So I was I was definitely into like the. The the punk rock punk rock side of things. Sure, and, and then once. Yeah, started switching over to uh, like uh, Pennywise and all that kind of stuff. I just started listening to The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get down with Rancid? No, no. I, I like them now, but I mean, yeah. I liked them. I, I'm, was... I'm way more open minded yeah. towards music now than I was back then. But I was just, uh, I hated how uh, punk rock was taking a mainstream form and like allowing people who weren't a part of that systematic thing to be a part of it. I don't know. I just, I don't, that's not really the best wording. Well, no, I, I can, yeah, we were sense. kind of talking about that earlier, you yeah. know, it's kind of the same, same type of thing. You know, what's funny is I was listening to Rancid, uh, uh, like a couple weeks ago and their first, you know, probably three albums, like Let's Go, Outcome, uh, Outcome the Wolves, and they're self-titled. I was really into all those, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, Let's Go was my favorite. And then, like, I started listening to some of their later stuff, like, especially, like, the other one with, like, the... The Skull on skull. it. The yeah, black dude, that that's, one, a good, that's, that's a good record. A gr- that's a good yeah. record, because it was, yeah. like, when he was going through a divorce, and it was like, dude, this is, her, I think, their, probably their most pissed-off record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, then I started listening to like some of their later stuff, and man, I, I liked it. Like yeah, it was I mean, like time bomb. They've always been shit. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. I, 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 I think I just didn't give any of that right. stuff a chance. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a it was immediate turn off. You know, like where me? That's when I started listening to punk rock. So it's yeah, just like yeah. so there. I mean, there's I like a difference between yeah. you and I. So barely. Well, but, the thing is, and okay, so right now with the internet and everything, it's really easy to have to create your own revisionist history and be like, I've always been into this old school shit. Sure. 
I didn't really get into a lot of like really obscure stuff until like file sharing was a thing. Yeah. You know, it was like most people liked really cool music because they had an older brother. I was the older brother who didn't know shit about anything. So I'd listen to like the dorky stuff my little sister did. So like I was like a late bloomer with music. And so I like liked hip hop and all that stuff I described before. And then got into like stuff right at when punk rock was getting super mainstream, like 93, 94. And uh, I had to work backwards. You know, it's interesting you kept saying like new school and old school. Like to me, that's how I describe punk rock was like there's old school and there's new school. It was kind of a revelation to be like American hardcore. What's that? You know, 77 punk and, you know, UK 82. It's like all these genres. There's just new school and old school. I just divided the line down the middle of everything. Yeah, it's like the the old school sound always liked a little bit more. It was a little bit, well, it was a lot more aggressive, a lot more straightforward and i actually like the recordings better i don't it's like more raw yeah. yeah i like the raw recordings mm-hmm. uh and then uh oh it was like after high school um i started meeting people who are into hardcore right mm-hmm. and so my idea of hardcore was a lot different than their idea of hardcore mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like yeah you like hardcore it's like, i fucking love hardcore <laughs> and they're like what's a hardcore band you like i was like mm. TSOL and they're like uh it's a punk rock band yeah it's like it's a hardcore punk rock band man and they're like what do you think hardcore is it's like what do you think hardcore yeah. is man and that's why I didn't use it because to me it was like vegan straight edge uh, yeah. early 90s victory records yeah 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 that's so that's yeah. they and and then they played some for me I was like Oh, this is like if you gave like football players guitars. Like this is like, this is <laughs> yeah. that's hard. So like tough guy shit, mm-hmm. like the terror and the like mad ball and the shit like that. Right. It's like, oh, okay. So right. I, I liked Crow Mags and Agnostic Front and you know some of those bands, but when it started getting just like two tough guy stuff, I was, I'm not really that. Yeah, I don't identify with that really. Yeah. So, I came around to liking that stuff. I like yeah. that stuff now, but it's. It's definitely kind of gross when there's like a hardcore band or like we're hardcore, not punk. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> the one thing, I, so I never liked the music, but I'd go to the shows and uh, I was meeting all these new people and they're accepting of me and they're like, uh, you know, I, at the time I, I had tattoos. I looked like a hardcore kid, you know, but I wasn't into it. Uh, and the first hardcore show I ever went to was this band Shattered Realm. And boy, was that not uh good tunes i should say yeah um but i enjoyed the experience of just like being around everyone first time i'd ever seen people hardcore dancing yeah. i've never seen that before see uh, that that's when it, that's when you draw a line of, it's not punk rock anymore when people are <laughs> dancing in unison to yeah it's weird they <laughs> were doing these yeah. they, it, depending upon the time signature of the song and if they went to halftime they would do different dance moves and yeah, i'm like that's downs. fucking weird that's like that's like doing the humpty hump dance you know like that's fucking weird yeah and uh it's like old guys dance when the songs are fast and like younger kids dance when it comes to the slow breakdown yeah i was just like when does everyone just run around in a circle and, and they're like at the beginning of the songs to get warmed up and i'm like that's <laughs> yeah. fucking weird man like and so it was just like jum, 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 jum. and i was like man dude what the see uh, all it, punk rock was just way more dangerous yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was here it was dangerous in the fact that you're probably going to get like kicked because someone's going to like do yeah. karate style shit or someone's gonna throw a bottle of 
from yeah. the back of the room is going to hit me in the head. Yeah, but punk rock, you fear you you had a different fear. You were just like, this whole environment's unsafe. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> and it had and no one was like necessarily dancing or moshing. It was just like people are like you know like right just kind of pushing and shit. But you mm-hmm. just felt like a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. In a like dangerous something, something something that, something's going to pop off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, hardcore. I just sit there. Hmm, I don't feel there's dangerous. a riot that may happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it's things that have changed and it's actually better now that people don't fear vis- physical violence at a show. But, yeah. But it's different. And, there, mm-hmm. and physical violence, in all honesty, at these punk rock shows, never really happened. Maybe right. some dude was macking on some other dude's girlfriend or something and then like shit would go down. But honestly, no, nah, everything was good and then everyone had a good time and then it was off. But just the environment of like the music and everything else felt unsafe, but it was kind of good because it brought you into like, I'm from Irving. So I was like, man, this feels like, yeah, you know, like watch yeah. your back. Here we go. You know? <laughs> and so you kind of got that out of your system and you felt like, I don't know, like you've just done some meditation you know, yeah. it felt good. But at a hardcore show, it was always like drama. Yeah, like drama. I'd never experienced drama at a sh- at a show until I went to like the tough guy shows. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, dude, that that dude's not cool because he posted this on a message board, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like come on, man. Yeah. Like, let's let's. What is this? You know, yeah. <laughs> the genre, the subgenres have gotten silly. Like, I to me, punk is like it's a mindset and it's an umbrella that has room for a lot of things under it and it's all equally valid and cool yeah. but you know things get really splintered where like the drunk punk street punks only play shows together and then there's like crust punk and the, hardcore the, shows my and, thing with the crust is it's 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 becoming a, a like a that's like a whole elitist type thing to me because like whenever i came in there was people that looked exactly like those people but they were super accepting and they're like sterling come on, let's do this. And I was like, and it meant there, I'll never forget this dude, Jay. He was like a super old school punk and such a nice dude and super accepting of me. And like, I was like, and he shared pretty much the same musical taste as you. And it was great. And then now the same people that look like that dude are like, you don't have all these patches on your jacket. You don't, (laughs) you don't do this. And I'm like, what happened to like the accepting welcoming part right why is everyone running around in these like little cliques and talking mm-hmm. shit about each other that it's i call sense. that the anti-fascist fascist yeah it's fucking weird right <laughs> we're so open-minded that we're closed-minded you know it seems weird. another another thing i had to come to realize while thinking about it and really just being like you know what could this really be is it's one thing we didn't realize, whatever scene you were a part of at whatever time in the past, maybe what you didn't reckon with was that scene was really just a big click that you were a part of. And now that we're all old, we're not in any of the clicks. Sure. And so it's like, oh, what's wrong with everybody? But I think that just kind of happens naturally. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was going to add, to, even though I was just joking around saying that, like, I yeah. think that we all have the tendency to have our own clicks and mm-hmm. do our own things and not allow certain people into our little areas. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just human nature. <laughs> it, it, it is. I, yeah. Like, I, in, you know, me having this podcast, I try to break that down. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like I learned what, uh, what is it, Dark Wave or mm-hmm. all that shit. Like I had some of those type, uh, some of those bands on. Mm-hmm. It's cool, you know, and mm-hmm. like I've 
become friends with a lot of these a lot of these people and it's cool you know like kind of just like opening up and like you know finding out new new folks like i've been wanting to have you guys on them for a while because like oh these guys do something that like i hold really like dear to, mm-hmm. to my uh, for me personally but like not necessarily uh my like core group of friends do because right. they're like mostly metal and hardcore and so it's like it's cool to like I definitely want to have a talk with these guys because it's like I've seen you at shows, you know, and I've said, hey, you know, and like, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, hey, it was a good set, you know, you don't really know me all that well besides maybe being friends on on a, you know, digital platform. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I do. I like what you're doing, you know, and if someone asks me to at work, like they'll find I don't I hate talking about like, like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I just like play video games and some music <laughs> and they're like oh okay you, you play like in a band and you're like oh god here we go <laughs> yeah i do what kind of music do you play i always say i play punk punk rock how old like, are you yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, play punk oh what do you guys sound like nirvana yeah, yeah. yeah. nirvana was a punk band basically <laughs> yeah yeah i've I recently started this new job and I was like, oh God, I don't want to have this conversation with everybody. But luckily everybody was kind of like, oh, you're in a band? Okay. That's nice. And then no, there were no more questions like, awesome, nobody cares. Yeah, to talk yeah. about it's, it's, it's always an awkward thing talking with people who don't like, they're going to ask you a ton of questions, but they don't really care. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just filling the air. Yep. Yeah. If you cared, you'd like, uh, you'd be, you'd probably be doing the same thing. Or like if you had like a, on Casual Friday, you'd be busting out some of those uh, sweet t-shirts, you know. It's like, uh, was it a last Casual Friday or Casual Friday before? Like I wore a, uh, what was it? Uh, God damn it. What shirt did I wear? <laughs> was it Wu-Tang Clan? Nah. This one, I, <laughs> this one I bust out for special occasion. What the fuck shirt, man? I'm gonna, It's going to make <clears> me mad. I, I I don't know why his name is ex- escaping me now because I'm just like what the fuck, but uh, I'm gonna find this yeah. shirt. God damn it! Oh, Link Ray. I wore a Link Ray shirt. Mm-hmm. And there, and there was one guy goes, Link, "What's Link Ray? Who's Link Ray?" And I was like, "Dude, Rumble, dog." <laughs> he actually wrote a lot of a lot more really good songs. Right, but, but that's Rumble, the one everybody knows. You know? and everyone knows Rumble, and he's like, "I've never heard it." I was like. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? He's like, yeah. I was like, then you've heard this song. You just yeah. don't know it. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, my dad grew up listening to all that. So it's like, that's how I got all that like blues type of fucking influence and like old school rock and stuff. Yeah. And I have yeah. that Pulp Fiction record. I love that soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I, man, I, I love that dude's movies. You know, I love all of them. Uh, Although I haven't seen... He did Jackie Brown, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. It's yeah. good. It's Unfortunately, good. I haven't watched that one either. It's good. It was, uh, it was on the other day. I started watching it, and then uh, we had to go somewhere. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I need to like finish this. I just... I like it ended where... Spoiler alert, but where Samuel Jackson like bailed that dude out of jail and then shot him in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah. I mean, it's just like all of his other movies. You watch it, and you're like, oh, this guy did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you immediately know, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's dope stuff, man. well hell yeah dude uh well shit we've been going a little while and let you guys uh get back you guys have to work tomorrow mm-hmm. what do you have to work early i mean 
I get there at eight, but since oh. I'm a parent and I have stuff to do, I have oh, to wake up like six or six thirty. You know, same thing with you. Yeah, I gotta wake up, uh, take my four kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> Dad rock. Dad rock, man. Oh man. Yeah, we're very much like a part-time band. Like a lot of times, I mean, we're busy with all family stuff, and so. Well, the only way really for us to be in full-time bands right is if you're making like good money and you're yeah. like you, you think about it and like what is what is the threshold to right. where you'd have to be able to tell your significant other hey mm-hmm. i'm making this dollar amount and you just kind of look at them like is that good enough <laughs> you know and they're like no yeah <laughs> you know it's like and I, a buddy of mine uh well i have a couple buddies but i'm gonna i'm going to like exclude him because he makes like dance music so yeah of course you can see that doing well but another buddy of mine plays in a metal band doing well but it's you know it's not like hey hell yeah <laughs> yeah M- million bucks you know <laughs> like it's not it's right. not like that you know it's like shit times are hard <laughs> you know? but even beyond the norm like i'm pretty sure a good most of us in the band maybe not travis but we don't even touch our instruments in between shows or practices. You know, it's like that hour and a half, two hours where I practice, that's it. You know, and that's why we move really slow. We don't yeah. write a lot of songs. Yeah. He normally like whenever people are here, he's like, Hey, what's up? He was an awesome cat. Yeah. Uh, you know what I, what I, what I do that helps me is, uh, I set like a reminder on my phone. So every day my phone goes off at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Hey, guitar practice and like i don't know how much downtime you have at work but like i'll always like uh, be like uh, i'm gonna study this today and so like i'll go home and a lot of times i put my i put an acoustic car in my truck so mm-hmm. on lunch i always eat at my desk so i yeah. just eat and then i go out and practice i've thought about doing that it's dude it works and so whenever my phone goes off i just go right to my guitar real quick and i'll practice until like i can't like right even if it's like 10 minutes mm-hmm. like i'll just be like what did i want to work on because if you think about it you take these small steps like say i want to learn to do this or play this whatever mm-hmm. uh you know even five ten minutes you're like okay i i learned this like 10 seconds today right. and then you know maybe the next day you repeat that 10 seconds and then maybe add on another five seconds of what are you learning? Yeah. It works, man. Yeah. Cause the other alternative is kind of like what I do. We're like, Oh, this is this part of the song that I always mess up and I mean to do something different, but I've been saying that for the past three practices that I still haven't sat down with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> just, I tell you, man, it, cause it's easy to avoid doing it. If mm-hmm. you just like be like, I, I know I have these other responsibilities, everything like that. But like, uh, so what I do for a living, like, uh, People always complain like they can't learn a new like programming language and stuff. And I'm like, hey, do you what if like before you go to bed, if you know how you just kind of sit in bed and you read or you uh, like watch a show or something like spend that time like reading about this language or how how to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and over time, if you think about six weeks, you're going to know it exponentially more. And so I approach guitar the same way. Like that's how I learned to program. And then that's kind of how I learned to play guitar. So like I'll, you know, my phone will be going off here in probably like 30 minutes to say, hey, time to practice. And so like I'll just, I may practice for like 10 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, but just whatever I can fit in, mm-hmm. just go. 
I have my stuff constantly set up in my living room, so it's always in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Travis does have a unique domestic situation where he gets to have a drum set and all this stuff in his living room. (laughs) You you just get to touch your instrument, like, I don't know, once a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I play, I mean, I have drums, guitar, everything. I, mean, I have my recording studio is basically set up all the time in my living room. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't always get to mess with it because, I mean, one time, you know, first time I hit the snare, my kids are like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> <laughs> then I do it again because I think it's funny. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah, it's, you know, do any of your kids, are they learning to play any instruments? Uh, they, I mean, they're, they're dabbling because they see that I love it and they just kind of want to like, you know, yeah. but like, uh, they don't really seem to have like a real hardcore, hardcore interest in trying to like make sense of it. Yeah. At least are you getting them into punk? They make fun of my music. Oh. They all, they're just like every other kid. That would happen no matter what. They mm-hmm. only listen to uh, meme music yeah. and YouTube music. But I mean, no matter what any of us do, like your kids, it's just like lame stuff dad does. Like yeah. when I grew up and got older, I realized my dad liked some awesome music. But at the yeah. time, I was like, that's just lame ass, like old burnout hippie 70s music, you know. So you're never going to value the things your parents are into until Shit. you get older. I was lucky. I I really enjoyed what my dad liked. Like he showed me like Sunhouse and all this stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is good." The only thing we differ on opinions really is the fact that he loves Stevie Ray, and I hate Stevie Ray. <laughs> I was like, "Dad, Stevie Ray is like smooth jazz to jazz," you know. And he was like, "Certainly he can play the guitar." I was like, "I don't give a fuck how he can play the guitar. It just doesn't sound like." It just sounds like what smooth jazz sounds like right. to me. And he's like, oh, whatever. You need to... <laughs> What's wrong with smooth jazz? Yeah, like, what do you need to get up on that? Kenny G can really play the saxophone. Like, no, dude, that sucks. But my dad, any whenever he comes over, he's always like super stoked to like. He's like, play me some some blues songs and and like let's listen to music. And my wife, she wasn't. Like we have, you know, I'll turn on some, like, I have a playlist specifically for when they come over. Mm-hmm. He'll come over. He's like, man, my son likes really good music. That's cool. And I'm like, that's right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you need to take it to heart when I tell you that Stevie Ray Vaughan's no good. <laughs> yeah. You've already admitted that I like good music. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, guys, I'll let you guys go. Shit, uh. Well, that, I guess that's it for episode 33. Uh, dude, uh, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Today's guest was Heater. Fuck, yeah. Check him out. When's the show again? March March 23rd 20- at Sunshine Bar in Arlington. I'm going to mark that. March 23rd, Sunshine Bar in Arlington. Check him out. All right. Peace, bitches. Peace.